Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and today we're talking about how to get out of scarcity and to live in abundance. Abundance can mean a lot of different things. Probably the first thing that comes to your mind is money or finances. That's often what we think about. But there are lots of other ways that we can live in abundance. I want you to think about those for a second. So an abundance of time, an abundance of love and good relationships, an abundance of holiness. There are lots of others. Maybe some others come to mind for you. Where in your life is there scarcity? but you would like for there to be abundance. Now, a lot of the examples I'm going to share today have to do with money and a couple with time, I think. But for the most part, that's where I'm going to go. Translate this in your mind to whatever it is that you need more abundance of in your life because this is relevant and abundance is so powerful. It means there's more than enough that there is so much there for you and that you don't have to live small or just have a little or just get by, but there is enough and to spare. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can live in abundance. And these are things that you can do and you can start doing right now. They're actionable items for you to check in today and see, okay, where am I at with that? And is that something that I could shift? So number one, thoughts become things and words create reality. Your thoughts determine what's going on around you. And the words that you say create your life. They create your reality. I have a dear friend who always says, I hate money. She, she says that a lot. Oh, I hate money. And you're probably not surprised to know that they struggle with money. They have had a rough time financially, despite a lot of really cool blessings and things that they've done. They owned a rental property. They were able to sell their other home at a really good time. They built their dream home, all these things. And yet she says, I hate money. And they struggle with money because our words create our reality. So think about yourself for a minute. What are you saying or thinking about money, about time, about relationships? What are you thinking? How do you feel? And then what do you say about those things? Do you respect money? This has been a a process for me. I used to have a friend come over and help us clean our house. And she said, you have so many socks on your floor and like under the couch, shoved in the couch cushions, right? And so much money. And she would just find coins everywhere. Again, under the, all the couch cushions and even just randomly out on the floor. And I've thought about that. And I, I've changed the way that we handle money or that I do anyways. I respect even that little bit of money enough to not leave it just laying on the kitchen counter or if I 
if I see it under the couch to not leave it there for the next time the kids are going to clean under the couch, right? But that's money and I respect it. And so I, I pick it up and I have a jar where I put it and I get excited about that little bit of money because I respect that that little bit of money matters. I also have changed my thoughts from I can't afford this. Oh, we can't afford it to just allowing the possibility that even if the money is not there in our account right now for this thing that we want to know that it will be someday. And so as an example, we moved, when we moved into this house, uh, the front yard was kind of a mess. The backyard was a total mess and we redid the backyard, but the front yard was livable, but not great. And so we've left it. We talk often about how we want to fix up the front yard, but our, our ideas are much bigger than our budget. And so what I'm careful to do when my husband and I are talking about the front yard is to never say, oh, we can't afford that. Oh, that's too expensive. Oh, you know, that's never going to happen. But just to let myself get excited and think about what this front yard could be and to feel good about it is part of living in abundance. Because I'm not immediately shutting down the thought with, I can't, we can't, we don't have the money, we can't afford it. That shuts down that abundance and that's exactly how we live in scarcity. By looking at what might be our current reality instead of the possibilities. Because if you look at the possibilities, there's an abundance of possibilities. Anything, right? Anything is possible. Letting our minds go there allows us to live in abundance and it allows for more creativity and it allows for a lot better things to happen in our lives. I did this same process with time. When my youngest son was born, I had just finished my first book and I was working on edits. I had just started a podcast. I was getting going on my business. I had four other kids besides. There was a lot going on. And pretty much all the work I needed to do was crammed into his nap time. And that included housework and that included everything. And so I would find myself constantly thinking in my mind, I don't have enough time. There's never enough time. How am I going to do all this? There's so much to do. And I shifted that thought to, I have all the time in the world. I have an abundance of time. Now, my time multiplied. That might sound crazy because, oh, we have a finite amount of time and there's only 24 hours a day and all these things. But do you know, have you noticed if you're working on something that you love, time goes faster if you're doing something you love? Have you ever just spent hours doing something and then you look at the clock and you are like, what? Where did the time go? Or have you ever had maybe a job I, I worked at Sears for four hours once. I lasted half a shift and I left during, during lunch and I never went back because those four hours were the longest four hours of my life. And the time went by so very slowly. So yes, we have 24 hours in a day, but those hours might feel very, very differently. When I started changing the way I thought about time, that I have enough time, that I have an abundance of time, suddenly I did. And I had enough time to begin with. I just wasn't thinking it. And so instead of all that stress and all that worry about not having enough time, I changed how I felt. And I felt like I had enough time 
and the things got done because things do. They get done. My thoughts became things and my words became reality. Number two, have gratitude for money that comes in and gratitude for money that goes out. It's a little bit easier to have money or gratitude for money that comes in. But how often do you get money and it's less than what you hoped for? That happens, right? Whether that's in a paycheck or a tax refund or whatever, whatever ways money is coming to you, you might hope for a little more. And when you get it, are you disappointed? Are you like, ah, that's not what I wanted? Or are you able to be grateful even for that tiny amount of money? When you find a penny on the ground when you're out walking around, or like me, when you're in your house, are you thinking, oh, I'm so grateful for this penny. I'm one cent richer. This is awesome. I'm so lucky that I found this penny. Or are you like, penny, who cares? I'm not going to pick that up. I'm not going to bend all the way over to pick that thing off the ground, right? What is the thought in your mind? Is it gratitude? Is it full of gratitude? That will help you live in abundance quicker than any other thing that you can do. You can also be thankful as money goes out. This is one that maybe we're not as familiar with because bills, sometimes we don't want to part with our hard-earned money and bills can be a little hard to pay. And sometimes there's fear there too because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I have enough money to pay this bill. I went to a conference years ago and it was on abundance and it was called Abundance Unleashed. Christian Mickelson did it. And the most valuable thing that I got from this conference was the story that he told. He grew up very poor, but as he got older, he realized just how blessed we are in this country. He says, you know, if you have running water and a roof over your head and food to eat every day, you are rich. You're rich compared to so many people in the world. And so when a bill comes in, he would say, thank goodness I'm rich when he pays it. And so my husband and I have adopted that. When we go out to a restaurant, which have you noticed, the prices have skyrocketed for restaurants. You probably have noticed. And we see this bill that's so much more than we're used to paying. We say, thank goodness we're rich. Or when we get the car registration from the DMV and it's a lot of money, we say, thank goodness we're rich. Whatever bills come in, that's what we say and what we try to think as we're paying them is just gratitude. I'm so thankful that we have electricity. Paying for this electricity means we get to still have electricity. Actually, we have solar, but I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I'm so grateful that we can pay a mortgage. Imagine if you couldn't pay a mortgage and you had to buy your house with cash. We would be living in a tent, right? I'm so grateful that we can pay this mortgage. Every time you pay out money, do it with gratitude. You're changing and shifting the way that you feel about money by feeling that gratitude for any money in and feeling that gratitude for any money out. And you're just opening up the flow of money. Grateful. Gratitude. So thankful for all the abundance of all of it. Now, I want to make sure to talk about other things too. So love, relationships, holiness. Maybe those things don't look 
exactly the way that you want them to. But when you have an experience, any, anything that is good, be grateful for it. And when you have an experience that is bad, look for the good that you can be grateful in that experience because it's there, even though it's sometimes hard to find. I don't know if I've shared this po- on the podcast before, but I love the story from Corey Tenboom, who was in a, concentra- a concentration camp in World War II. She and her sister were Christians and they were helping the Jews. And because of that, they got put in a concentration camp. And one of the sisters read that in the Bible to be thankful in all things, give thanks in all things. And they were talking about how to be grateful and they found ways to be grateful. But the one sister said, you know, one thing I can't be grateful for is the fleas. They lived in this flea infested cabin, this bunk. I don't know what those are called. Boarding house area that they lived in in concentration camps. And she said, I can't be grateful for the fleas. And her sister said, there must be some reason. There must be some good, some reason that we can be grateful for the fleas. But they couldn't think of anything and they couldn't find it. Well, after some time had gone by, the one sister came back and she was, they came back from their day at work and they were getting ready for bed. And she was so excited. She said, I found out what's good about the fleas and why we can be thankful for the fleas. Because, because of the fleas, the guards leave us alone. They don't want to come in our room because they don't want to be infested with fleas. And so these fleas are giving us a reprieve and keeping us safe from the guards. Don't you just love that story? There is something to be grateful for in everything. So when you look for that, you attract abundance. You bring abundance into your life because there's good in everything. And when you allow yourself to feel good, Even when there's fleas, even when things are hard, even when the money that you want isn't there, you're going to bring more good into your life. Okay, number three, stop competing and start cooperating. So often we think of, think of a pie or a pizza, how you learn fractions at school, right? There are eight slices of pizza and if Johnny gets a slice of pizza, how many are left for you? Only seven. Well, if Johnny gets half of the pizza, you only have half. And if he gets three-fourths, you might still be hungry. Depends on what size of pizza. But anyways, we often think that that's how the world works. If he gets something, then there's less for me. But what abundance mentality allows us to do is instead of thinking of just a pizza, that that's it and it's finite and there's no more, that when John gets some, he can actually add to the pizza. So imagine that circle and imagine all around the outer edge that it's being added to. The pizza itself can grow. There's enough for everyone. And so when someone else gets a slice of pizza, be grateful for them, be excited for them, be happy for them because there's more and en- than enough for everybody. So when you're for reals, and I mean for reals, happy for the success of others, you bring that to yourself. How often do you see someone who, who gets promotion, goes on a vacation? Oh, this is a better example. You see their vacation pictures on social media. And what do you feel and think? 
is it like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy they got to go to Hawaii again for the fifth time? Or is there this little jealousy that comes up like, ah, what? I wanted to go to Hawaii. That's not fair. Why did they get to go to Hawaii? When we do that, we're actually distancing ourselves from the things that we want. We're creating scarcity. Someone else going to Hawaii doesn't mean that you don't get to go to Hawaii. It, there's more than enough Hawaii trips for everyone. So one way that I like that's been powerful for me to think about this, because there are things, okay, Hawaii, yeah, there's enough trips to Hawaii, but what about if it's one thing that you want? There's this one house that you're trying to buy, and there's only one of those houses, and there's five people bidding on this house. And so you want it, and how can you be happy for that other person if they get it? Well, the way that I like to think about this with abundance mentality is when I'm praying to say, bless me with this house in this example or something better. If someone else gets that house, you can still be happy for them because guess what? You prayed for that house or something better. So do you know what that means? Something better is coming to you. And that's awesome. If you can stay in that, if you can believe that and stay there, you're going to feel so good. And that's what abundance is all about. It's an abundance of good feelings. It's knowing that there's enough for you. There's enough for everyone. And when you live there, when you live in abundance, it changes how you feel. It helps you feel just good and happy and willing to give and really find an abundance of joy, which is what we're looking for. Okay, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you did, then please share it with a friend and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsen.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.